Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From the Rangaroo Studios, this is the COB, brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Good afternoon. This is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about markets and business in the past, well, well eight hours or so. I'm Kyle <laughs> Rodder with Danny Akuye. Uh, Danny, well, it's, uh, a, it's a down day. It's a, a down, down day. day. A dull down day, I feel. <laughs> oh, well, we had to eventually have sell mm. in May and, you know, whatever, have a snooze. But um, yeah, interesting information technology, from what I can see, still rocking and rolling up yep. about a percent today. And the complete antithesis of the likes of the financials, what else is down, material sector. Yeah, so very much, I suppose, you know, anti-cyclical, one might say. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose there were those concerns emerging last night in the United States, perhaps about retail there. And that takes us to the three themes. And uh, well, the first one, well, I said rankled by retail because we had those weak retail figures out of, uh, well, the official data in the States, but also mm-hmm. those Home Depot numbers weren't particularly strong. I know that no. you, you get up pretty early, you watch the US market close, and I know they reported before the, uh, before the open, of course, but um, this sort of sense that maybe there are some clouds on the horizon. Well, the housing sector's, you know, clearly not in a good state over there. No one's actually moving houses. No one's renovating anymore. And I think it was the force, first fall in sales revenue since 2009. So yeah. saying very much that the consumer has put their hands in their wallet when it comes to their homes. And mm. uh, yeah, that's, um, well, there's there's underbuilding, as we discussed yesterday yes. with the guests. But yeah, so clearly the consumer is being very... I suppose, uh, specific about where they spend their money at the moment and probably travel and going out Mm. is capturing a lot of it. Uh, But obviously stocks like Wes Farmers probably were hit quite heavily on the back of that Home Depot because it's kind of the the Bunnings comparison for some investors. Yeah, a bit of a like for like there. And um, well, I suppose for the macroeconomic news today, we did get that wages Mm. numbers, uh, wages data. Didn't seem to shift the dial too much. A little bit of a blip on the Aussie. ASX 300 basically shrugged it off. Yep. I can see a huge move in rates markets by any means. Aussie either. dollars a little bit weaker this afternoon by it's almost three tenths of a percent. Bit soft, uh, yeah. fairly fairly choppy though. So they came in at 3.7%. Of course, the expectation was for 3.8%. Uh, again, didn't seem to shift the dial too much when it comes to rate expectations, especially for next month. Mm-hmm. Um, but last but not least, I, I got in there, get it done. And that's, of course, referring <laughs> to the debt ceiling. And did you hear uh, President Biden's not going to be dropping by our shores yes, uh, anymore? Yes, he's, he's got bigger fish to fry, so to speak. It was a <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I mean, maybe tuna fish or, or a sashimi or something like that because he's going to Japan. Yeah, going to Japan and then heading straight yeah, back home. Yeah, yeah. well, who would be the president that presides over a US default? Yeah, you don't want to be so, that guy, do you? No, it's not great for your re-election, is it? <laughs> no, 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 certainly not. But uh, let's go across some of those sectors very quickly that we wanted to have a look at, starting off with tech, because you did say 
Adani, that it was uh, one of the better performers for the session. Actually, zero, up 2%. That's an interesting one. They're reporting tomorrow, I think. Ah, So maybe some positioning in the run-up because uh, we have had some great results today. I spoke with the Serco CEO and that Mm. stock is up about, well, last time I checked, 31%. Interesting. So maybe they're sort of thinking, you know, the Aussie slash New Zealand companies are going to get the runs on the board. Yeah, exactly. Uh, utilities, let's have a look there as well. Um, a little bit more mixed, AGL by, up by 1.86% uh, Mercury in New Zealand. I don't know if that's anything to do with the fact that they've obviously got some disruptions over there. I, I really don't know, but down by 2.2%. Uh, but let's get to the top stories of the day. Uh, United Malt Group uh, released results. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to, to gaze at those no, at all. No, I've been a bit, either. a bit busy. No, Intertech Pivot as well uh, released earnings. Um, and uh, here we go, you can see the price res- uh, reactions there. Uh, so that tells a lot of the story. Um, United Malt Group, uh, I think it actually uh, cut its dividend. We're going to talk about Mark Gardner, who's at, with, our Mark Gar- with Mark Gardner, who is our guest. Uh, in just a moment, um, but cut its dividend, I, I do believe. And, right. Um, you know, maybe some de- the devil's in the detail there uh, when it comes to why the, the stock's up. Uh, Inzatech pivot clearly down eight uh, percent, as you can see there. And best and less, well, I guess raising a, a concerns about household budgets just a right. little bit. Um, the demand outlook from here, but um, let's stay on Inzatech pivot, of course. It was our stock of the day, and Henry Jennings and Andrew Wylant gave their view on the stock. I guess, you know, the market at the moment does seem to be hunting for bad news. This mm. one was a little bit of a miss. Uh, it missed by around 6% uh, in terms of their uh, net profit, which obviously they're being punished for 8 point uh, whatever percent down at the moment. So uh, punished today, I suspect it'll get punished in the next few days, although the fall will be less so, uh, then it will find a bit of a level. So from there, it's probably a hole. But give it a little time to wash through with these results. Um, I think that I'll take the role of the grumpy old man here and just say this has just been a perennial underperformer. Uh, and if you look over even five years, it's been just underwhelming talk of a second half turnaround i hope they do it and certainly for long-suffering shareholders they do but i would be incredibly surprised it is at best a hold and frankly being cranky it's a sell i like uh, that new definition of a sell a cranky sell perhaps <laughs> And you just, yeah, you just, you've had enough. You've had enough. You have a yes, cranky long, sell of a long stock. Long-suffering shareholder. You're just going <laughs> to throw it in the bin. <laughs> okay, well, let's get to uh, Mark Gardner from Macro Capital. He's at the desk. Perhaps we can uh, start by having a conversation about Inzatec uh, Pivot, of course, and, and welcome along. I mean, do you have a view on the stock in particular? By the sounds of things, according to Andrew, uh, we learned there that, um, well, a prefer- perennial underperformer. Yeah, look, I mean, it massively missed um, analyst expectations. But realistically, if you have a look at it outside of that, I mean, profits were down. Well, I mean, most metrics were down sort of 6 to 8%. Explosive business did well, which made up for the fertiliser business. Uh, fertiliser prices in the US have been pretty much hammered. Um, on the back of the fact that they're, you know, their larger crop growing areas are just still in really bad drought. So, you know, we, we're not going to have, you're not going to have volumes of fertiliser being bought up when people aren't growing crops. So, um, but look, it, it's diversified to the point where, you know, that really made up for it overall. Um, I think it's a bit of a similar like similar situation with Elders as well. They're both, both of them said that, you know, earnings were probably going to be stacked to the second half of the year. Um, analysts have really... 
essentially on a full year basis, both those companies are around about, you know, correct on the analyst expectation. It's just the timing that the analysts have got wrong and the stock's been punished, both stocks have been punished on the back of it. But look, if you see the forest through the trees on these two, consumer staples is the second best performing sector um, when US hits recession. Um, both those companies are in single digit PEs. Um, and look at these prices at the moment, getting it like anywhere from a three and a half to 4% dividend um, from between 30 to 60% franking, depending on which company, um, for six months. Um, so, I mean, if, you, if you're looking forward to the next six months, with knowing that those, what the, both companies have said with the earnings being stacked to the second half, I think they're looking great value down here. I mean, you're going to have obviously a sector, I mean, US recession is pretty much, you know, on the cards. So, you know, if we go back in history, statistically, you're going to be involved in a sector at a very cheap, you know, at a very cheap multiple and receiving a dividend in the meantime as well. Um, If things go well, I mean, you may end up um, looking at when these guys report in November, you know, getting a yield more around the 9% mark overall. So um, we all need food. The world's overpopulated. So, um, and if we start to see a reversal of that La Nina or Nino, well, they, I mean, IPL particularly is going to have um, a big uplift in people buying fertiliser. So they will here on the eastern seaboard as well. And that's what, you know, both Elders, Grain Corp and um, IPL have all said that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's some, there's some bargains there. But I, I understand what they're saying. The cranky sell, um, Elder shareholders... And we've had it for 18 months. Um, you know, it's bad sentiment. It sort of reminds me a little bit of, look, James Hardy last year was one of the worst, mm. if not the worst performing stock on the ASX. Um, here we are at, in the middle of May and all of a sudden we've, you know, we've bounced from 28 bucks to well, $37. Yeah. And, and it's just, you know, the market just gets it. Market and the analysts get it wrong for a period of time on their timing. They get, either get a little bit ahead of themselves um, is, is more often the case. Um, so I think you probably just wait, you know, at these, at these levels, get paid that dividend in the meantime. Um, I think elders and IPL divvies are over basically over the next week and a half. Um, Grain Corp's a different story. The dividend is not for a couple of months, um, and it did have a it, it did have a um, decent size run up. Um, but look, it it's decent value in the right sectors, given what's probably going to unfold in the next in the second half of the year. So yeah, it's look, it's not enjoyable watching them go down. Mm. Um, and I, and I think a few people are getting frustrated and flushed out of the positions. But mm. if you look at it on a 12-month basis, it's a super high percentage trade buying any one of those stocks. Mm. It's amazing. I'm just having a look at Elders. I mean, um, it was at $15 and today it's closed down another 3%. And um, according to uh, a certain website, they're on a, well, forget this this year's yield because we're halfway through. Um, unless, was that the first half result for Elders? Or? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So that's about a 7% this year and 6.4% next year in single uh, digit multiple. At some point, once the momentum turns... Oh, the bad sentiment. Yeah, yeah. the sentiment. Because a lot of people, as you say, just get disillusioned and throw out the towel at the bottom of the market, maybe. Yeah. EBIT's down 15% for that stock. The stock's down over 50%. Mm. I mean, it's just an, it's an overreaction, but it, you know, sometimes it's just... You know, if, if you've got the uh, fundamentals in, um, on, like on your side, sometimes it's just... Better just to bury your head in the sand and wait for the next earnings result. Um, and at least you're getting a dividend in the meantime. Yeah. 
What about United Mall Group? Yes. Again, I just sort of yeah. took a very cursory look at um, the notes that we had on it. Did it scrap its dividends? I mean, what's what was the story there in terms I, of... I think that probably for this result, as long as they didn't screw it up, given yeah. that there's an offer on the table, um, I, I think that's probably where the positive sentiment's coming from a, a yeah. little bit. So um, obviously, if they if they had a poor result, you know, that may have put the, that takeover bid in doubt. Um, so I, I think it's a bit of a different scenario maybe yeah. for that one. I sort of flicked through the, um, and they talked about how craft beer was down because obviously it's much more labour intensive. They can't get people to make it, um, but they, you know, but they saw an increase in pilsner and lager, um, which is an easier beer to make. Um, you know, start to kick up, which apparently they've got slightly higher margins on. So, you know, I'm not a beer connoisseur, um, but I think yeah, with a with a takeover bid on the table, not screwing it up was probably the main point, and that pretty much. And, you know, sort of clears the path for that um, that transaction to go through. Um, you know, they just didn't want any skeletons, you know, to, to appear from the closet, I'd say. Sounds like they're, yeah, hipsters are tightening the purse strings perhaps in the, the craft <laughs> possibly or something. I don't know what the coffee prices are doing. But um, uh, now we've got a couple of stocks that we wanted to bring to the table uh, just in terms of discussions. Smaller cap names, are, if I'm not mistaken, um, we've got to say it's been a sort of a, a relatively um, quiet couple of weeks just in general but uh, Adventure is that is that am I pronouncing that correctly Adventure Services yeah services yeah. Group. yeah something that's caught your eye oh look it's just it's just two basically I've got two sort of non-cyclical names really yeah. sort mm-hmm. of uh, leading into recession that seem quite cheap um Jumbo Interactive is the other one, but Venti is yeah, it's fairly relatively new from a listing point of view, but it's been around for a long time, but has all those great characteristics, nearly a six percent yield, PEs just in, you know, just shy of the teens, um, super sticky customers with nearly eighty percent from government contracts, um, four different revenue streams, um, you know, they do a lot of infrastructure maintenance um, essentially, which you, you know, I mean you basically can't go without. So it seems seems to me they've got eighteen billion dollars worth of work in the pipeline mm. as well um, and you know given you know, they've, they've just got a really good really solid track record so just, that's more just um, you know, with debt ceiling things going on US economic numbers softening then surprise softening um, in numbers in China as well um, which are all going to affect the global economy just just sort of hunting around for the you know something that's a little bit non-cyclical that yields it's not going to give you too much you know too much trouble and too much stress um, Jumbo Interactive was another one um, they had a really positive response after the Macquarie conference um, mm. and sort of they they essentially they've expanded into the UK um, with an acquisition again um, They've got a, about a, it's about a three percent yield. The PE is um, fairly reasonable compared to sort of the Lottery Corp. Uh, Lottery Corp. Um, and they've got um, sort of in, increasing different revenue streams. They're sort of offering software as a service to other providers now, which they were sort of white labelling as well. So and lottery numbers always, for whatever reason, tend to do much better in recessionary times. Mm. They're, they're very immune. In fact, sometimes quite often will will head up. So. Um, that's just one that you know, from a um, you know, particularly in comparison to TLC, uh, which is sort of considered a fairly safe stock, um, seems to be actually quite a little, quite a bit cheaper because they, you know, 
TLC is really restricted to Australia, where these guys are now branching out in the UK and the US. So they're um, you know, they're sort of more justifying that you know um, PE north of twenty. So, um, so yeah, it was more uh, it's more digging around for what's to come rather than uh, you know um, I'm a little bit sick of reading lithium articles and, uh, <laughs> and, and things today. Um, everyone's yeah. got a new opinion, which usually means there's a top or a bottom just about to be put in place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's yeah just sort of digging digging around for for stocks that might insulate the portfolio going forward. Yeah, no, it's a really good idea because we've seen even though the index isn't you know been going you know anywhere really, and mm. we've seen the mining sector under pressure, the materials and the banks, but yet some stocks have been shooting the lights out. So the, yeah. the, the market is differentiating, isn't it, between it's, it's, the haves and the have-nots? It's fairly random too, mm. in in some cases. So I. It really is difficult to, you know, when it's when it's this noisy, it's you know, it's sort of better to, I think, just step back. Like in the in the case of the ag sector at the moment, it's undoubtedly under pressure. Not much fun to watch, but you know, you've, you've sort of got to keep a level head and go well. You know, put put yourself into a good position to um, to make some money going forward because you you don't really want to be buying. You know, in the event that there is um, a recession or we have a US default or something like that, you know, buying tech up here at these yeah. levels. Um, I was looking at the um, Apple, Google, Amazon, um, and and My- Microsoft last night. We're we're at eighteen month highs in PE for mm. all of those stocks, and it's you know whilst there is a bit of a bid tone, they um, and whenever they sell off, they just drop the AI word and seem to rally back again. <laughs> uh, but you know there is there's really significant downside um, risk. Really, I mean they may stay up here, and the next round of quarterly updates may justify that, but. If you sort of chart PE underneath the share price, um, which is something I do quite often, whenever it gets up to these levels in all of those stocks, there's there's usually you know a correction at some yeah. stage, and it doesn't have to be a disastrous correction, but they they are trading very expensive. The most expensive levels they've traded in over eight, in, in around fifteen to eighteen months in all all, wow. all of those stocks. So it's just it's just something to be you know something to be wary of. Um, and it's similar situation. CBA at the start of the year was trading at twenty. Yeah. It, it quite often gets to twenty, and the, and the share price will fall back. It's just a, it's a nice little way to um, you know, to, to see where things are in terms of you know cheap and expensive in the range overall. Um, I just want to find the stat that I've read over the weekend. I, you might have uh, heard it as well. It's that um, if it weren't for the AI-associated stocks, the S&P 500 would be down by a couple of percent. Yeah, down two like percent, and yeah. It's, yeah, so it's a 10% difference. So overall, yeah, and look, and Google itself. I mean, Google's behind the eight ball with the AI stuff, yeah. um, and at risk of losing their, you know, losing the Chrome browser. But Samsung's looking at moving to Bing, which is. No one ever thought they would say that sentence. Oh, yeah. So Microsoft's always been kind mm. of the, the, you know, the plodding dinosaur in this area, and you know, they, and they and they did the they rolled out a new phone, which was nearly two thousand dollars. Like, wow. who's buying a two thousand dollar phone when we've got constricting household budgets? You know, like, so that whilst they're sort of those, you know, normally in a bit of a bull market, those announcements should be really bullish. But um, Google's AI's project so far has been a disaster. Mm-hmm. But it, you just seem to have to. Drop the drop the buzzword at the moment, and you know you seem to get a better, get a bit of an uplift. But you got to remember, all of those all of those mega cap companies yeah. are massively cyclical. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah. So they'll just you know, they've just got big cash balances and a bit buffered for now. Yeah. Although Druckenmiller, the the man, did say that uh, he thought Nvidia and uh, Microsoft would definitely weather the storm. But then when you look at uh, his uh, notifications, whatever it is, the Section 12 or whatever, he had been buying them. So yeah, <laughs> maybe he was chatting his own book. And, I, and I'm happy to iron them long term. Don't get me wrong, but there's yeah, such a priced. there's such a concentration yeah. risk. If they drop 10%, the index probably falls five to seven. Totally. So, yeah. And that's a big, big drop. And the yeah. rest of the market's not performing that well. And it's probably not no. going to take it very well. So it's just it's just more something to be wary of rather than, um, you know, that under, underneath those those mega caps hiding, you know, those mega caps are hiding the sort of underlying poor performance of the stock market. Totally. Mm-hmm. On that note, Mark Garner, Macro yes. Capital. Thank <laughs> Appreciate you. your time. Okay, let's get across the leaders and laggards. Starting with the leaders, of course, and uh, drumroll please, what have we got? Uh, Life360, extending its run from yesterday. Yes, continuing to do well. People clearly like the story. Tracking family members, tracking pets, tracking phones, tracking whatever you can attach a tile to. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, we we should have brought that one up with with, with Mark because I'm sure he gets or would get good use out of that uh, that (laughs) app. I'm just probably simply counting family members in that household, (laughs) uh, I would uh, would dare say. Um, Okay, Lake Resources also up uh, 4.9%. That's, that's extending a little bit of a run too over the it last has. few days. No, not necessarily, I don't think, any news that we could find, no. um, but it's, it's just, I guess, momentum with uh, these highly specky lithium plays. Um, domain, also higher, 2.43%. Yeah. We just mentioned zero. And, uh, well, I mean, that's good to note because you said that... Uh, did we confirm that, that they're, uh, they're reporting tomorrow? That's my understanding. Yeah. I think they are reporting tomorrow. I can yeah. just check on that one. But well, if you're a zero, zero shareholder... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 check that one. We can, we can confirm whether that's uh, the case or not. But, um, you know, obviously, well, if there's a, a high-quality tech company on the ASX, uh, I mean, you'd have to say zero is probably it. So a few yeah, people might earnings be interested. Report, earnings report tomorrow. So uh, cool. uh, also Aristocrat, Aristocrat is also reporting, New Farm. And uh, then we've got a few AGMs going on as well. So yeah. it continues to be a time of, uh, well, company updates, really. It certainly does. So let's look at the laggards now. And uh, right off the top, we've uh, spoken pivot. a lot about Enzatech Pivot. Um, so that's the, the, the cranky sell for some. Um, you can see there, obviously, mm. a few other P- uh, investors have uh, got the same opinion, down 8.3% almost for the day today. Cool, Lithium. I mean, you've got to have Lithium names either on the top or the bottom of the market map, right? <laughs> but we just seem to be moving between one or the other, depending on, well, how much ac- leverage you can access and what sort of momentum is uh, is, is flashing on the charts. Uh, Sampire Resources, another one that I don't think uh, we've actually had any um, news, on. news on necessarily, but uh, another thing to, to keep note of just uh, as, a, as a bit of a mover and shaker. Uh, Coronado, Coronado Global Resources actually had a really good conversation today with Carl Capolingo. He, oh yeah, he, he loves his charts. He spoke exclusively about energy today, and uh, well, we were digging into the coal space a little bit as well, and just maybe some of the ominous signals there from a macro and technical, or fundamental and technical from point of view. Yeah, well, I mean, he just sort of looks at the price action to start right. with. But, I mean, I, I didn't actually fully appreciate the kind of collapse that we had seen in, like, natural uh, natural gas prices. Oh, natural gas. Prices. Yeah, natural Plunging. gas is absolutely tanked. Yeah, yeah. And people, yeah, forget about that one. Yeah, no I, one's talking about it, I guess, because in Australia, 
uh, us consumers haven't seen the benefit of what the international price is doing. Yeah. But that's a nice politically charged conversation for another time. Yes, with a, with a wine in hand perhaps or something <laughs> like that. Uh, we'll, we'll rehash the old political ambitions or, or something of that nature. Um, but uh, elders as well. We, yeah. we, we spoke the, that that's um, the follow through. Uh, their effect from from some poor results. And here are the uh, leaders as far as the small caps go. Uh, Serco, actually, yes. Temple and Webster, I think, was actually out with some news today. Correct. I think they had their results, which yeah. were obviously better than expected, but they did use the term AI, just to flag. <laughs> that was in their, their offering. They are going to increasingly use AI, but having renovated, I must say, the Temple and Webster webs, uh, website did come in handy. I didn't like the. Did I tell you my Temple and Webster story? No, but I, maybe, I, I was, maybe another I was, day. I was oh. missing. I'm missing a couple of pieces of a couch, and uh, rather than send me just those pieces, they sent me an extra couch. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get couldn't get through to their customer service team because it was all automated, and they said keep the couch. So we kept the couch. I sold it. So it was great. <laughs> Had a free couch. Okay. Anyway, uh, Lagards now uh, quickly on the small caps. There you go. Um, let you peruse that yourself. But. Um, Okay, shifting on, um, just quickly look at what's going on overnight as well, because there are some major stories. Eurozone CPI, uh, we're still expecting, more or less, most are expecting that the ECB will continue to raise rates from here. And uh, Cisco and Target, and a tech yeah. name. And, uh, Housing and starts in the US. Oh. Yeah, they've been very, very sluggish. Um, they're not building enough either. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but affordability is absolutely well the, dreadful in the US, and that's why nobody is bothering to refinance their loans because you go from 1% to, you know, 6 7%. Why would you? Why would you? Not to mm. rate cuts, I guess, and uh, we'll get a whole new swathe of home buyers coming in. But um, let's get to the, the, the news tomorrow because we do have the labour market figures. We already spoke about aristocrat zero, of course. There we go, new farm as well. Yep. Um, those jobs numbers expected to show the unemployment rate remain steady last month at three and a half percent, about twenty four thousand jobs right. expected to be added to the economy. So, um, well, we'll uh, see how that goes. Of course, will be important for RBA yeah. considerations. And the ASX two hundred looks like it closed down about thirty five points, almost half a percent, and uh, yeah, so profit taking. That's it. For May. <laughs> we always have so much fun. We run over time, but, uh, well, exactly. I'm hoping that you enjoy it as much as we do. Uh, for now, we'll say goodbye. Remember, you can catch up on all the views and interviews on our website now. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning. The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. 